0: To the fourth mother box. It is one day removed from the movie that created the inception of your favorite podcast from your favorite Snyder Bros. So I have to say, happy one year and a day anniversary and birthday to Zack Snyder's Justice League. But before we get into that a little bit, hello, I am Tom Oakery. Thank you for joining. In coming into the fourth mother box as the world transforms literally into apocalypse. But we're here to take your mind off of that. And I mean, we're, and my other co-host, Kyle Kazantino, hailing from Chicago. Kyle, how the fuck are you today?
1: Uh, I am doing very, very well. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, and Before uh, we started the show, we were talking about various topics. I just uh, found two topics we can talk about. One, it is a final gameplay trailer for a Hogwarts Legacy that we are all very, very excited for.
0: Fuck yeah! And
1: uh, the the uh, you know Daredevil season four being greenlit on Disney Plus.
0: Now, yeah, that 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 Daredevil news is really great news coming out of Marvel, right? Since they just shat their Miss Marvel trailer in the middle of the week that I haven't even watched yet. Um, but then again. This Daredevil news, right? Everything's on Disney Plus. Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist. Um, what what other movie? What other shows on there? The other you know, ones, that are, Luke Cage, right? Luke Cage. Def- heard yeah,
1: and the Defenders. Yeah. I I really wonder, like, what if they're going to come back with any of them outside of Daredevil? I mean, because Daredevil clearly was the most popular. So, I I just I don't know. I mean, you, I, I'm I'm surprised that they are not doing anything with like cutting things out. I mean, somebody went through it and said they didn't they didn't censor anything on Daredevil, which is pretty amazing. And I know Brad made a comment um, many, you know, many months ago that Disney would never put anything that's like rated R on a Disney Plus service. And I don't actually know what it was rated on Netflix, but I just feel like when I think of the cell block scene in Daredevil season two with the Punisher, it's a very rated R scene. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I this, and Brad backtracked a little, or not backtracked, but he, you know, you know, recalled that and basically said last night he didn't think it would happen during when we were recording Jedi Talk, and this just opens the door. Putting Daredevil and everything else on there just opens the door wide open for, like, Deadpool 3 and pretty much anything else they want to do. You know, Marvel has to sit back and look at the success of something like the Joker and even the lines that the Batman toted with, like, PG-13, and they were probably a penguin using a cigar scene away from being an r-rated flick so you got to see the success in that people people will go see this this is why i I, you know i'm not ready to make maybe go out and make a bold prediction but i would love to see a a rated r star wars movie one day that would be a lot of fun is uh rebel moon going to be
1: rated r do you know
0: i'm pretty sure it's going to be if if snyder's got his hands in it he's going to want and Netflix is pretty much letting him do whatever he wants, you know, within reason. Yeah, Netflix? Yeah. Ugh. Why
1: I you know what? I don't know. I just feel like Netflix they have like a few good shows that they've done really well. Like I really like what they've done with The Witcher, but you know, you can't deny that you know, Netflix is kind of like the place where it's like a dumping ground for TV shows and movies that nobody cares about. Like they they'll have like a They'll come out with like a new show and just keep it on for like a season and then like cancel it. it it's and then they raise their prices on top of that. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. I I'm always a fan of quality versus quantity. Now now Disney Plus, they've been doing it right. Like they're not, they haven't really like released a lot of trash. At least from the Marvel or Star Wars perspective, for that matter, they are handling those properties very very carefully. You know they're not oversat. They're they're trying their best to not oversaturate it, and I just feel like you know Netflix needs to take a cue from that because they could dump a lot of those shows and lower their prices for all I care. Like seriously.
0: Yeah, the best thing Netflix has ever done for for me, being a Zack Snyder guy, was they you know hired him and gave him a buttload of money to make a bunch of movies. Rebel Moon being one of them. Army of the Dead. Um, and I, there was a prequel to that that I haven't checked out yet. And I know there's a sequel to army of the dead coming and army of the Dead was good. You know, it, it didn't blow my mind, but it didn't underwhelm me. It was an interesting movie. It was kept me entertained. The fun and, film. You know, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun. Um, you know what, th- you know, what's surprising about Zack
1: Snyder is, uh, you know, for the longest time, I didn't know he did the movie 300. Oh, yeah. wow. We want to talk about some of the most like, like movies for men out there. That is like, I mean, nobody leaves that theater and feel they just like go straight to the gym. I mean, I've, I remember watching every time I watched that movie, it's like, you just want to go work out. Like,
0: right. That's how I feel every time I'm watching the Snyder cut. Um, and the, uh, scene when Steppenwolf shows up for the first time on Themyscira to, to get the first mother box and he's fighting the Amazons. And there's that scene as, um, Queen Hippolyta is running out of the the like stronghold, the chamber where the mother box is at and all the Amazons like are wearing like crop top shirts and they're swinging the sledgehammers to close him into the stone enclosure. Like there is a zero body fat on any one of them and they're ripped to all shreds. And it's just like I get jealous every single time and I just want to do crunches until I shit myself every time after that scene. Can you shit yourself from too many crunches? You could shit yourself from too many, too much anything. So ah, okay, well, yeah. I'll, I'll take that
1: into, I'll take that into note for sure. So,
0: so I just, Kyle, can you believe it? You and I are actually coming up to our one year anniversary of this podcast, and this, this um, podcast was bred from. Uh, yep, I burped. I don't care. Ah, <laughs> this podcast was bred from this the Zack Snyder's Justice League. You and I were so incredibly overwhelmed with excitement and just anticipation and and probably me more so because I had been clamoring for the Snyder cut to be released ever since we got wind that Warner Brothers chopped the fuck out of the, the Justice League that we know of, but I'll never watch that again. So this podcast bred from the, the, the Snyder's Justice League because Kyle and I were just so enthralled and so blown back by what we saw. We, we wanted to get together and talk about it our first episode is still out there on Spotify. I think we released it around like April 4th. So as we approach our one year anniversary, we will definitely have a special show for that. I'm going to bring on as many people as we possibly can. You know, I want to get Brad on. I want to try to get Evan on and, and who, who knows, maybe we can get our first official um, celebrity guest. And I'm talking about like D celebrity. (laughs) guest. Somebody we can, maybe I can reach out to on social media and get on the show that has something to do with comic books. But that's besides the fact I want to talk briefly about the Snyder cut since it's a year and a day old before um, we kind of get back into our conversation about the Batman and talk about some more DC news. But, um, you know, both Kyle and I actually just watched the Snyder cut again recently. And the movie just no matter what kind of mood I'm in, it brings me out of a funk. It If I'm in a really good mood, it enhances that mood. If If I'm sad for some reason it just gives me hope you know and it gets me in the feels like like duel the fates and the phantom menace like um when luke skywalker's fighting kylo ren at the end of the last jedi on crate you know moments like that in movies and marvel you know avengers assemble in endgame that that's that's hair raising shit right you know it's it's like it just stands the test of time and it always peaks at your emotions this this movie does it the most for me um, and then just most recently on Facebook, I, I posted one of my favorite scenes, if if not my favorite, when th- the Justice League doesn't stop the, the unity of the mother box in time and the Flash, who was supposed to, um, you know, as he's running around going at top speeds, he was going to run into the stronghold that Steppenwolf built to basically stop them and propel Cyborg into the unity so he could stop it. But he gets shot by one of the uh, uh, parademons and and you know, the rest is history. So they, they blow up, they can't stop the unity, but the flash, you know, and this is what makes Snyder brilliant. He faintly showed us earlier in the movie about how flash was, was starting to go back in time when they resurrected Clark with the mother box inside the Kryptonian ship in the water, the mother box touches Clark first without the electricity from the flash being propelled, um, you know, into the, into the mother box. And then you see Barry is running so fast. The mother box just slightly comes back up above the water. And then later on in this scene that I'm talking about, Barry finally realizes what he has to do to save everybody and like break, break the rules that he doesn't like to break and running fast enough to go back in time. So he go, he's, Oh, that scene is just so epic. Like the cinematography, the, the arc, the story that the flash tells, um, You know, basically talking to his dad. You know, make your own future, make your own past. Oh my God, just it gets me in the feels every time, man. I don't know about you.
1: One of the many, many brilliant scenes in that movie. Oh my God, I know some people that are like, you know, superhero fans, and you still haven't watched that movie. I'm like, what is your, what is your problem? Like that. That's like the one movie you need to see if you are any into superheroes. In the in the least, you need to watch that film like mm-hmm. it just it's just so fucking good there's so many great scenes you were talking about the scenes on uh, Themyscira where Steppenwolf uh, rolls up to the party man that that whole scene just really highlights how badass the Amazons are and oh yeah oh my god it just it's it really brings together all these different worlds and it, it does it in in the best way possible so I'm so thankful that WB got their shit together and allowed Zack Snyder to release this one year ago and, uh, you know, as time goes on, I mean, I I feel like I'm getting more hopeful for a continuance of a Justice League movie
0: just like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the merger with Discovery is, is making a lot of noise. And I think Discovery, look, look, Discovery is the likes of and Kyle, I don't think you watch any trash TV. Courtney and I have a just the way we wind down on Sundays and just kind of, just like Elaine has to wind down by watching 60 minutes when she was stuck at the Puerto Rican day parade and that Seinfeld episode in the last season. Um, but, you know, you got to like wind down a little bit and, and we like to watch, trash TV or like reality TV TV like below deck, married at first sight, 90-day fiance, shit like that. And um TLC just pumps out season after season after season after season of this shit because people invest into it. People watch it and people do it. So now that Discovery is essentially and all their executives are taking over there at Warner Brothers. Like in the the Snyder movement, this is the same movement that got this movie released is going to be loud, and they're, they're, we're loud and clear about what we want. We want Man of Steel too. We want the continuation of this Justice League story, and we want a fucking solo Cyborg movie. That's that's the very least. If somebody were to say, "Give me your demands," those would be what my demands would be to Discovery. So, um, but the point I was trying to get to is like they're going to hear the they're going to hear the cries, and and Discovery's going to do it. To make money, you know, they, they're not going to care. and They're going to give us all of it until we're sick and tired. We might finally get our Batfleck Arkham Asylum type movie or series. And I know, Kyle, you'd be fully into that just like I would. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I'm i am thankful and I'm very hopeful and faith, Alfred, faith. I have faith that Discovery is going to do the right thing because we're a year out from the Snyder Cut. People are watching it. And I got to give uh, props to our great friend and good friend of the show, Scott Ford, who hosts the Scott Ford show on YouTube. Please go check it out. It is fantastic. He's got a bigger following than we do, but um, that's OK. Uh, bring some of that Scott Ford show following the fourth mother box. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. He just watched the Snyder Cut and he texted Kyle and I immediately in a group text and just. He his his he didn't have any criticism, but but what he said was like, I thought it was just going to be an extra few scenes from the original. I had no idea it was a different movie. That's what everybody says when they come out of it. Like, that's what everybody says, because it's not the original movie there. There might be, I think, the longest scene from Justice League that was in the Snyder Cut that you now know is Snyder's was the um when Clark awakens from the Kryptonian ship and fights the League as he's trying to figure out who he is right before Lois snaps him back in reality. Like most of that, a good amount of that was, was Snyder's, but justice uh, or Joss Whedon still decided to fuck that up. So um, I don't want to hammer on too much about the Snyder cut. We, we, we tend to do it, but I implore you people go on to HBO max, watch it. It is a fantastic film. If you watch it and you claim you don't like it, please blow us up. Tell me, at fourth motherbox on Instagram or find us on our Facebook group and tell us why you didn't like it. I'd love to have a civil conversation with you cuz I think you are so fucking wrong. You know, movies like The Batman, The Dark Knight, you know, Batman versus Superman, just those are masterpieces in their own right, but they don't hold a candle in my opinion to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um if do you have any more thoughts on that Kyle before I push us back into the Batman talk?
1: I have one more thought about Zack Snyder's yes, Justice. Yes, please. League. I am always up to talk about this. If you have seen it,
0: you should go watch it again. That's, my That's a great thought. thought. That's a great yeah. thought. It's, it's probably the best thing I've heard all day. Um, but one of the best things I've seen in recent memory and twice in the past two, two and a half weeks, however long it's been, is the ma- modern day masterpiece. Done by DC Comics and Warner Brothers. I'll, I'll give you your props here. And uh, Matt Reeves, DC Warner Brothers, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano. Colin Farrell, and John Turturro, and Andy Serkis. Jeffrey and Wright? I can go on, what? Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright, absolutely. How, how could that be overshadowed? He played a fantastic Commissioner Gordon. Uh, among so many others who even played small parts, like uh, Barry, is it Keoghan? Keoghan?
1: Keoghan? Yeah, I, I feel like that's how you say it.
0: Okay. So anyway, you know, from from the small parts to the biggest, this is a modern-day masterpiece, right? just like The Dark Knight's a masterpiece of its time. This is this is the modern-day masterpiece. You know, The Dark Knight could be considered the classic masterpiece. Um, but but we, we just, you know, the Batman. You know, uh, both Kyle and I saw it twice. I don't know if, Kyle, if you're planning on seeing it anytime soon. I, I think I'm going to give it some time to breathe and then wait till it drops on HBO Max, which is actually one month from today. Holy shit. We're getting The Batman on HBO Max on April 19th. And today's March 19th. So that's, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait to watch it again. You know, I'm I'm gonna wake up, wear my Batman shirt. Thanks, dear. I just got uh, hand delivered uh, pigs in a blanket, so fuck yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. As you should be. Oh, speaking of jealous, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us off path for here for a little bit. You know where I'm eating at tomorrow? I uh, the French Quarter. No, I'll be at Animal Kingdom. Oh, fuck you. Exactly. I'll be eating at Donald's Tusker House restaurant at 1135, and I cannot wait. One of my favorite parts of DAC, and it's the first time I'm going back there since it reopened. So, um, Are how, uh, are you going to wear,
1: like, stretchy pants? Because I feel like they should just hand hand out stretchy pants when you walk in there.
0: Seriously. Yeah, stretch, stretchy pants and a defibrillator, so you can bring yourself back to life after you force your heart through um, some you know, hard times, but not as hard as the vaccine does to your heart, but we're not talking about, Uh (laughs) um, let's, let's, let's push it back into the Batman. So, uh, this, 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 this movie is just fantastic. It's it's I'm, I'm wearing my Batman shirt right now. My, my Batman, you know, it's very sleek with, with the with the new bat, bat design on uh, that was on his bat suit, um, and red because red was the tone of the movie. Um, love it. I also got a Riddler shirt, very sleek. And, um, have you bought any more merch from the movie Kyle? I know you were struggling with,
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> trying what? not to buy I, anything. I, I definitely, um, I, I'm going to get carried away with it. Cause there's a lot I wanted to buy. There's a large open space of wall in my theater in my house or my little like home theater in my house. And I'm just like, you know, what needs to go there? I need to put uh, the Batman poster, the one with the red rain, I need that poster. That's like my favorite Batman poster ever. So I need that. I was looking at, um, there's like a DC shop and there's like two shirts that I really want to get. So I'm definitely going to, well, actually there's like more than two shirts that I want to get. So I'm going to have to like pace myself because I do have a Disney trip coming up in May, but then you do, you, you know, it's like, do you save money for Disney, which is really important. Or do you spend money on, Batman, the Batman shirts, which is also really important. So it's 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 a it's a major conundrum to say the least.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 it is one hell of a conundrum. Um, but who the fuck knows? Uh, I would you know the way the way the do, the the dollar is de devaluing day by day as we go with inflation and everything else. You might as well just blow your savings, blow your money on whatever the fuck you feel like, because who knows what it's going to look like next year. So, yep. um, but the Batman. So. I speaking of merch, I've been wanting to, you know, I've I've got some Riddler merch, you know, I got a Riddler merch, I got Batman merch. I, I was looking at Catwoman shirts, either by myself or Courtney, and I, I haven't seen one yet that I like because I like the more sleeker, simpler designs instead of like designs that look like they're just kind of copied and pasted on from an image from the from the internet. But I still liked everything I saw. But to segue kind of back into the movie, um, you've had some time to sit on this. Do you do you really still think Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is better, even if we get more out of Zoe Kravitz in the future?
1: Um, you know, at least at this point, I do. I would say that I liked, uh, I just liked her performance better. I think it was much more defining. But, you know, again, like Michelle Pfeiffer was really the first major Catwoman that we saw. I mean, I know there's like Eartha Earth Eartha
0: Kitt, Kit. You know, yeah, come on. yeah, You know,
1: um, stuff like that in the past. Uh, but at least in my generation, like that's that's who we grew up with, and I'm not I'm not a fanboy where, like you know, just because something grew up in my time, I can't be open to like new versions of things. That's that's definitely not how I roll at all. Um, so it's like if I looked at if I compared Danny DeVito's penguin and Colin Farrell's penguin, I would say Colin Farrell's penguin. I mean, it oh, just
0: yeah,
1: and it's it's like no disrespect to one or the other. It's just ones that I prefer more so. So, um, I think as time goes on, like ranking these films, ranking the Batman, uh, you know, all these things, it's going to be a lot more difficult, but, uh, I'm just, I'm just happy for the content. Like, certain, absolutely. I mean, I, I'll say it again. Like I do, I did love Zoe Kravitz's performance. I look forward to, uh, to seeing her more of her in the future. And, uh, yeah, I mean, no complaints out of me.
0: I would 100% welcome, like, uh, and I know they're doing a Penguin series and they're doing an Arkham Asylum, like, horror series, um, which I know you, you fucking can't wait for. Oh, God, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna lose my mind over that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's going to be so cool. I can't wait to see the villains that we're going to get. Uh, I'm sure we need wonder, Z- Vic, Victor Zaz, Poison Ivy. Yeah, go ahead. I wonder what they're going
1: to, like, what the focus point is going to be of that show. Because you think about Arkham, you know, the Arkham series, and it, I mean, Batman was such a crucial part of that. And that makes sense. But I wonder what their, what their take is going to be. You know what I mean? Cause they'd have to like have a focal point of that series. And I wonder who they're going to really focus
0: on. Oh, Oh, I got it. I, I a hundred percent. This is where they should go. And I think this is where they're thinking about going with that series. So you could still involve Jeffrey, Wright. Obviously it's not going to be about the Gotham city PD, but he could still very much be involved because he's transitioning into being the commissioner of Gotham city, um, the Gotham city police department. So, you have a fantastic <clears throat> fantastic opportunity here to give us an on-screen live-action story that we've never seen before. In Suicide Squad that came out in 2016, Harley Quinn was already Harley Quinn. In Birds of Prey, she's Harley Quinn. In the Suicide Squad, she's Harley Quinn. We briefly see her as Harlan Quinzel in the first Suicide Squad movie. Just briefly. Take a full season of Arkham Asylum, you know, series. And be make her you, you. It's I mean I don't think they should recast Margot Robbie. I think she's great for the role. However, it sounds like um, Anna Taylor Joy, I, I think that's her name, is was rumored to possibly be in talks to play Harley Quinn in this series. But start off with like the first day of Harley Quinzel, you know, psychiatrist who's seeing all these different patients, and then you can end the season with her getting assigned to unknown prisoner and and get season two can be her transition into Harley Quinn. I think that's what you make the focal point of the Arkham Asylum show on.
1: Yeah, that, uh, I, I mean, it certainly could, because then you could really play into, uh, you know, some of the other characters and how they all go into that. That certainly would be a great focus point. But, you know, you'd have to ask, like, would Batman ever be a part of that?
0: I think they would. Okay miss out on not including Pattinson into at least one of the shows, like maybe the finale of that season or the, like the first episode to get you hooked to it. You know, he's going to have a presence, right? You're going to see the bad signal out the cells. I'm sure the Riddler is going to be in it depending on when the time period is. Cause he's in Arkham right now sitting next to the Joker. You know, you're, you're probably going to see the likes of like Victor Zaz and potentially um, Jarvis, uh, uh Jarvis Tech, is that his name? Jarvis Tech. Tech. Jarvis Tech. Good job. Jarvis Tech who's the mad hatter. Um, you know, you you might see the iterate, the first iteration of D- Dr. Pamela Isley, who's is Poison Ivy. I I'd love to see her and Harley interact a little bit cuz I do love their story arc in the comics. Um, especially in the Harley Quinn animated series show, and can we get a season three for that already? Been wait forever for that fucking hilarious show.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? Seriously, that that should have been out like a long time
0: ago. Yes, it should have. Um, and they they uh, teased it a little bit at Fandom just recently, but you know, I, I I I respect the hell out of the iteration that Michelle Pfeiffer gave us in Catwoman, but I just I I don't know I I can. I don't want to say connect, but I just identify it is like in my superhero. So I have in my brain in my head canon, who Catwoman and Selina Kyle are. It's her. You know, I think one of the best Catwoman that we've ever seen was the Catwoman Selina Kyle that we got from Arkham City in Arkham. Um, I don't, was she in Arkham Origins?
1: Um, I, don't I haven't think done a replay so,
0: no. of that in a while. Yeah, I don't no, think so either. She, so was, she was not. Yeah, that, she was a prominent. Yeah, she was a prominent part in Arkham City because the first thing you do is you start out a scene with her as she's stealing from Two Face, and then you have to sit in as Batman, you have to save her from Two Face. So, and then the big part that she had in Arkham uh, Knight with the Riddler keeping her captive in the orphanage. So again, I know Matt Reeves is is putting bits and pieces of Arkham into his universe because. Which is such a smart, smart move. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And just like that, you you remember the one of the final scenes in the Batman when and you and I might have been talking about this this week, but I'll say it on air when Batman crashes through the glass into the, the dome and just takes out all of those heavily armored men with the rifles and stuff that that's like something we had to do in Arkham Asylum. We had to go in detective mode and like take all these fuckers out as they're shooting at us with like high powered rifles. Like that's 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 ripped right out of the video game.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's uh, and you could see its influence in other movies too. Just like the warehouse scene. I mean, I think that was yep. also uh, influenced by, obviously, The Dark Knight Returns. But you cannot fucking deny that. I mean, you know, that is a straight from an Arkham series type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yep. like you know how he he put those. Um, you know, he kind of shot uh, put that device on all those all the other all weapons and like they yeah. just disabled right away. That's like straight from the video game. I was it, so it happy. Is. It's that's really like the quintessential Batman scene and still remains to this day. Other than the fact that he kill obviously kills some of those thugs. But yeah, um, but
0: that was that that was part, you know, that's 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 another reason why I like Snyder. Um, I'm I, I'm more of a fan about the Batman not crossing that line. But what Snyder showed us was a broken Batman in his arc completed in the Snyder cut to bring back the symbol of hope because you remember at the Snyder cut, Ben Affleck's Batman is standing on top of the Nightcrawler and it's, it's pulled right from the end of the Dark Knight Returns. You see the, the, the mutant gang tied up right next to the Nightcrawler and it's ripped right out of the comics, ripped right out of the animated version. And it's like, hope is back, right? Just like the end of, um, the Batman, Matt Reeves version, he, he he never killed to start with, but it was, he went from vengeance to hope in a matter of three hours or a three-hour movie, I should say. But yeah, you're right. That that warehouse scene's just ridiculous. The um, yeah, he he throws a box at somebody and their head just kind of explodes on the wall. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think the quintessential Batman scene in that are, are two parts: is when he enters into the warehouse, how he collapses the ground. And then shoots up with the grappling gun and jumps over to like the other post and then does what like you said he throws the devices on everybody's gun and their guns disable and he jumps down and it's that's when he starts just beating the shit and then there's a scene when he's taking on four people at once and he's like blocking everybody's blow from each angle to angle and that's that's why i i like that version of batman and what we see there in the fight Versus the Batman we've kind of gotten in the past where they've been like fighting a gang of guys and the other guys are just kind of they, they they look like a street fighter or a Mortal Kombat character you're about to pick um, before you play the game. They're just moving around, bouncing back and forth until they're ready to punch Batman. But um, yeah, it's neither here nor there. I'm 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 uh, I'm team Zoe Kravitz and, I, and I've said a bunch why I have and I'm not I'm not discrediting Michelle Pfeiffer because she gave us a first really kick ass version of it. You know. Eartha Kitt gave us a 60s version that was really good because it was the best you could do at that time with the type of sex appeal that Catwoman has, you know, seductress and all that stuff. And she was played really well in that part. Um, But now it's just that Selena. It's just it's 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 a really good modern take on who Selena Kyle would be, you know, living in a shitty apartment going from day to day. I love the I love the long Halloween connection with Carmine Falcone being her father. Uh, so she has purpose to steal. She has reason to steal. She has to scrape by. She lost somebody close to her. And, you know, I just this has nothing to do with the fucking story. But for the people who are bitching that Catwoman's by pick up a fucking comic book, you stupid idiot. So that's all I really want to say on Catwoman. You know, what's funny
1: is I was talking to a buddy of mine at work and you would not believe he hasn't seen the Batman yet. So he's asking me about it. And I was giving Travesty. Spoiler free review. And it is a travesty. And, he was, and I I was telling him about Catwoman, I'm like, yeah, you know, Zoe Kravitz did a great job as Catwoman. She's really, I, you know, really liked her performance and everything. Then he said he liked Anne Hathaway. And I'm almost kind of
0: like, well, your your opinion is no longer valid. <laughs> it's true. I just I think I was blinded by the excitement of the Dark Knight Rises when I got out because I thought Anne Hathaway did a good job, but. As that movie, you know, as I watch the movie more and I there are lots of parts of the Dark Knight Rises, I absolutely love. I think. Bane's terror on the city and that modern take that Tom Hardy did on Bane is just really good because, you know, Nolan's Batman and his universe was grounded. So, you know, you can't introduce something like Titan that makes Bane grow to sizes unimaginable that no human has ever grown to before. Um, But my
1: my friend said that he hated Bane, but he liked Catwoman. And I was like. I, oh my I don't God. know if he was, I don't know if he just says this stuff to fuck with me, but like, man, I'm like, I, you know what I feel like though is like Batman movies have such a great ability to like make an impact on our culture is whenever there's a Batman movie and then there's a villain, you always see it show up at other places like IE, like, you know, the Bane cat video on YouTube or on South Park where you see like, you know, they had a whole episode about Bane. Uh, you know, the Bane masks or the Joker. So you're pretty much mine.
0: The Mexican Joker. Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, that's what I always love is that they always like craft the villains very well. I mean, as opposed to Marvel, which a lot of their villains are largely forgettable with the exception of maybe like Thanos or, um, you know, Green Goblin, stuff like that. So. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. It's it'll it'll be. I mean, I hope they they actually bring a Bane into this universe already, because I feel like it's me too. He needs to be redeemed. I mean, not saying that he was bad, but I mean, I, I feel like I kind of want to see more comic book, but not like cheesy comic book.
0: You know no. what I mean? Yeah, give us. You know, Arkham did a really nice job with Bane, right? Um, you know, he was
1: Arkham Origins,
0: know. anyway. Oh God, Arkham Origins is oh. That's,
1: that's like a perfect iteration. Um, yeah. Asylum and City, like, didn't, I mean, obviously he was more comic book, but I just, you know, I I don't know, I didn't really, I think he was just a little bit too on the nose, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a way. I get it. I like the the stripped down, more serious, like, badass looking Bane uh, that we got in Arkham Origins. They did him so perfectly.
0: Yes, they did. Unbelievable. Yeah. Arkham Origins, you know, it gets a lot of shit from people, but that's a really fucking good story. You know, it's buggy f- as far as gameplay goes, but that's a great story. You, B- Bane has a spectacular spectacular, I should say, story arc alongside the Joker, who, you know, was playing Black Mask for, like, the first half of the game. So, it's a good story. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't played it yet, but it's been out for a while. What are you doing? I'm pretty sure it's on, like, PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus, whatever it is. You know, get on that shit. So. It's
1: not- you know, I mean, and it's not buggy to the point where it's unplayable. So, like, people just like find want to find shit to complain about. I feel like
0: yes, hundred percent right. So people will complain about anything. Um, I haven't heard too many complaints about the Batman. Um, outside of you got some real and there's toxic fandom in every single asset of the or facet of the comic book fan universe, and the Snyder Bros or the 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 Snyderverse. Is not without criticism for their types of fans. I see a lot of people just hating on the Batman to hate on it because we don't have that type of universe yet. And we haven't gotten a Batflack movie. You know, it's it's just, like it's people like, gotta shut up. It's like people just want to hate on something
1: because it's good. It's the same thing with Spider Man No Way Home. Like Spider Man No Way Home was a, a great phenomenal movie.
0: Yeah, Evan. Um
1: yeah, and it's not it's not fan service because that's just ridiculous. Uh, that in you know that's no different than this new star wars trilogy it's not fan service i mean it's necessary to the story it makes a compelling story and it was good so like you really can't say like spider-man no Way home was a bad movie it's like you have to really struggle to come up with arguments which is just bullshit like you're just reaching at straws like it's not it's not a bad film in the least
0: nope it's not and um i i'm i'm you know can't wait to see more Tom Holland's Spider Man. Obviously, seeing him with everybody else, he could be the quintessential you know, Spider-Man out of all of them, but now going through what he went through, but yeah, but now people want, you know, is it one of the things that pisses me off about no way home and it has nothing to do with the movie. It has everything to do with the fandom. Now everybody's all over Andrew Garfield's nuts when I've been saying that he's been my favorite Spider-Man for years now. And yeah. uh, it's, it's just, it's like, I get it. I get it. And I'm happy. Everybody finally recognizes that he deserves an amazing Spider-Man three, or at least another couple of chances to reprise his role as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, because. His two movies are really good. Go watch them again. I'm telling you. You hate it because it's a meme. Do not, you know, go into it with optimism. They're good movies, especially you know, when he loses Gwen Stacy in, in in the second one. You know what's interesting is like some of these movies get
1: bad reviews and like sometimes you could you watch it and even if you like it you could watch them. like okay, maybe I can understand why people have criticized it. But movies like The Amazing Spider-Man and Man of Steel, I'll, I'll put that in a spotlight. Eh, okay, yes. Batman, versus, Batman versus Superman. Like, they all got criticized. And, and some people are really polarized about it. But, like, for me, I just don't understand it. Like, I just cannot understand the criticisms of it. Like, it just, it makes no sense. All those movies were amazing. I'll say the first Amazing Spider-Man, because I just watched it recently. In the beginning, oh, it, it's a little slow to start. But it it's it really starts up really well, like, you know, kind of like midway through the movie. And it's a great movie. And the second one's even better. So I I don't I'll never understand the criticism that he got. He is the best Spider-Man. I mean, does it mean that the other ones aren't great? No, the other ones are phenomenal. They we've never had a bad Spider-Man. So.
0: Nope, we, yeah, we haven't. We haven't, especially, you know, Toby McGuire set the laid the groundwork for that. And, you know, the other ones after have done a good job. And at first I wasn't like completely into the way Marvel, the, the MCU was kind of presenting Spider-Man and I was cautiously optimistic with it. Like, like the, the absence of uncle Ben, but it was like Batman's parents getting killed. Like, you know, i couldn't, I didn't want to see uncle Ben dying again and kind of flipping the script and having it be Aunt May. I was, you know, that was a good part in homecoming that oh, not homecoming. That was a great part in no way home, that really tied everything together for me. Like when I saw her sacrifice and her actually die and Marvel doing something that I always criticize him for not doing is letting a prominent character die and having consequences from it. Like I, uh, it just made homecoming and far from home so much better for me.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. that's the biggest criticism of Marvel is that they have no consequences. There is none. Even like Avengers end game, like Avengers infinity war, no consequences whatsoever. It it just dilutes the story. I mean, I get you could still have like, you know, the kind of the amusement park cotton candy fun movies that Marvel puts out. But like, for fuck's sake, put some real drama in there. You know, kill off a character and let, make him dead, dead, dead. You know, it's like Tony Stark when he died. He you know that that had a lot of emotional weight. That's why people were crying in the theater watching the scene because it had emotional weight. Now. Is this going to be ruined by him coming back? Absolutely. But, you know, it just kind of comes back to that idea. It's like, Marvel has no consequences.
0: <laughs> I mean, at least it's going to be a variant of him from another multiverse because of... Uh, or a universe, I should oh, say, because... Oh, you never know. You never know. Maybe Dr. Strange guess. could be like,
1: bippity-boppity-boo, Tony Stark <laughs> is back. I mean, he, uh, he could erase everybody's minds that Spider-Man is... Peter Parker is Spider Man. Why can't he just bring somebody back from the dead? Of course that's he can. That's a
0: good. That's a good point. Maybe they maybe they try to bring Tony Stark back from the dead, and he's he's one of the uh, zombies. Maybe he turns into Zombie Iron Man or something. Because we already saw there's going to be zombies in that movie.
1: Yeah that that's the, that's the next one that's going to like blow everybody's mind. That'll be one of the biggest movies of the year.
0: Yeah, coming out in May, I believe. Um, that's been pushed back to holy hell but um looks like they're ready to release in may um next month fucking morbius is finally gonna fucking come out you know we'll see and this month is uh moon night yeah moon night it's the end of the month right like the 31st or something like that the, the 30th oh the 30th well look at that i stand corrected so yeah we're gonna get moon night and I'm i'm getting a little bit more invested in that that looks really interesting i know Speaking of Oscar Isaac, he was just recently on the uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser or the Halcyon taking a video and some pictures. I haven't watched the video yet. I think you said you did, Kyle, but I did. Um, was he on it as Poe Dameron or was he just himself?
1: He was he was just himself. And he was just talking about he was just kind of praising it. He's like, it feels like I'm on the movie set. Like, this oh, is cool. just brilliant. So he just had nothing but good things to say, which is really cool of him. Like, I think it's. It's one thing to be in like an actor, like playing a role, but it's an, it's the next thing to be like a fan playing the role. It's kind of like, you you know, I think about it as like Michael Keaton saying, oh, I've never watched like the Christopher Nolan films or I've never. Or, no, what did he say? He's like, I've never watched all of the Dark Knight. I'm like, how do you not fucking watch all of the Dark Knight? Oh, or Christian, yeah. Or, or Christian Bale saying he's never watched like the Zack Snyder stuff with with Batman. I'm like, how the fuck? I mean, I get it, like, maybe you're a bit sore that you're not Batman anymore. Hell, I would be, but you know what? Like, there's a movie with Batman on the fucking screen, and I'm going to go see it, because I'm a huge Batman fan, so, like, you just got to go see it. But that's just, that's-, that's, like, the stuff that kills me. It's, like, when they're, they sign up for these roles, but they're not true fans, you know?
0: You no, know, you're right, and it's, it's like, that's another couple of notches off why I've I like the iterations of you know, Ben Affleck's Batman over Bales and even Pattinson for for me right now. Yep. But because he's and, a
1: Ben Affleck is a super Batman fan and mm-hmm. holy fuck, stop the presses, stop the world because he is coming fucking back. Who thought that that would happen?
0: Yep. Can't wait to see him reprise the role in the flash. And I can't wait to see what takes off after that. And speaking of rumors. And again, I saw this from a page I don't necessarily know. Or saw this from a tweet from somebody I don't know who they're with and who they're affiliated with, so take it with a grain of salt. But the reason that they're doing reshoots for Black Adam is supposedly the end credit scene is going to include one Henry Cavill Superman and setting up the future between the two of them.
1: It it fucking better because I'm yes. tired of not knowing whether he's going to come back or not. So we want we want Henry Cavill back. He's he's the best Superman, so we need him back now.
0: He, he's the quintessential Superman. The only other one that I think that could hold a candle to him right now and a flame would be brandon Routh. so um, no no, it's it's i'm sorry right now it's uh it's tyler hope hulkin right he's the one it's uh
1: it's it's uh hecklin
0: hecklin tyler hecklin okay yeah he's i think he's doing a great job with with that role
1: i you know what i don't think i've ever seen a bad superman i mean like on in like a movie for example and like tyler hecklin does a great job as well um i've never been like I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I grew up watching the Christopher Reeves one. I liked Brandon Routh as Superman. I really liked that movie. Um, So I've never really, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's like one of those good things where we've never really had a bad Superman, so.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I I don't think.
1: Maybe in one of the TV shows, I don't know. I've never seen some of them, like, you know, with one with Dean Cain, or I think there was a couple other ones that I haven't seen. Oh.
0: Lois and Clark, yeah. Yeah, that Dean Cain doing Lois and Clark, and um yeah that's i don't know i i I don't remember watching it you know the smallville superman um yeah i mean there's 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 a whole bunch but henry cavill hands down is the quintessential clark kent superman i don't care what anybody says that they they hate on that superman because they hate zack snyder and and they they can't um, deal with real life you know consequences in a fucking comic book movie so get over it but you'll praise nolan's bat you know batman uh, with real world consequences, but you, you you won't give Superman a chance. And Superman was shown to us in a different light. God damn it. He's a fucking human being. Like he's not a boy scout, right? He's he grew up on earth. You know, we go through some crazy shit in this life that affects us mentally and the weight that he has on his shoulders to be the symbol of hope and to carry billions upon billions of people, and being like the only true faith in humanity that anybody has left, there's a lot on his plate. No wonder he loses his shit when Lois Lane dies, because she's the only part that he can look into and see true love and see hope and see promise of a future. And that's the good part of humanity because Clark and Superman sees the shitty parts of it, right? In dealing with Lex Luthor, seeing with the, 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 type uh Lex Luthor seeing the type of people Batman has to fight and like the likes of Joker. Uh, and uh, really you could pull anybody out of the DC universe who's from earth and the villains, like he, the, the shit he sees and he stops, right. Getting involved in real world stuff, like just lay off a Snyder Superman. Okay. He's perfect. So, but I we've got like, to, I feel
1: like that's, and I'll just make a comment, quick comment about S- Superman. I feel like that's the only way to write that, write him is make him a symbol of hope. Because if you just make it where it's like a movie where, you know, it's big blockbuster movie where there's lots of action and just like some all in powerful dude just like takes, you know, just fights something and stops it like it just a real straightforward story. It's not going to be interesting, but you make him the symbol of hope, plunge him into a world where it's just darkness and chaos and, you know, give some people something to look up to. Kind of like they talked about in Man of Steel. That's why I feel like it works. And that's why, Brad, fuck you. So. Um, uh, and that's all I'll say about that.
0: All right. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's packed together and you, you only saw a snippet of it, but that, that rant went on a lot longer. He's, he's loaded something up for you on, on uh, Jedi talk. So when that releases well, I, jump right into it, uh, I
1: will, but like he was making fun of Chicago. I think I, from what I was hearing and like, I'm probably going to agree with him on his criticism. <laughs> like, right. Like, you know, you're, you want to rip on this city. I mean, I I'm pretty sure I could rip more on it than he can. So
0: (laughs) Um, we are guests to
1: rip on Chicago. Anyway, like before we go into the next topic, I'm chomping at the bit because we both rewatched the Batman for the second time and I wanted to get your perspective. Like when you saw it for the second time, did your opinions change about anything? Did you notice anything new? Did anything kind of like jump out at you the second time?
0: Um, I noticed the Joker's face much more the second time, but so that's a little detail. I noticed the smile and I noticed some scars on his face. I didn't see it that well the first time. I don't know why, because what Courtney and I saw it in IMAX again, um, the second time and, and, but, but whatever. So, um, no, the only thing that the movie really did was just solidify my stances on everything that I've said coming out of it about. Zoe Kravitz being the best Catwoman, you know, John Turturro being Carmine Falcone, um, you know, and, and having the potential for to have the best Penguin in the universe we've ever had before with Colin Farrell's tremendous performance. And, you know, I didn't think one way or other about Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon. I, he did a great job. He wouldn't be my favorite Commissioner Gordon, I don't think. But um, in everything and probably the strongest opinion that I hold, and it's, I stand firm with this is Robert Pattinson's better than Bale's Batman, and R- Matt Reeves' The Batman was better than Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, just slightly. But that's that's my opinion.
1: Interesting. Um, so seeing it a second time, I definitely had some different thoughts. And uh, I would say that, like, you know, I, I'll retract my statement that there, there was not enough true Batman scenes because I feel like there were. I think the one thing that this movie didn't have, which I was kind of craving more. It was just some more like, like loaded action scenes. This was a little bit more stripped down, which is not a bad thing because it's not something that we're used to. I think it's a, it's a fresh perspective, but, um, you know, comparing it to the dark night, I just, I felt like I wanted a little bit more of that. I think Robert Pattinson's Batman.
0: You go is... again with. The... What? Oh, nothing. Um, I thought we got dropped because of your shitty broad. Are you still there? Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hello? Oh, yeah. Still recording, so. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Anyway, I was saying, um, I think Robert Pattinson's Batman is really good. I like it. I like him a lot. I think he looks perfect in the suit. I like, I think the suit is my favorite, um, of the ones that I've seen. I mean, I think it's like just the most well done. Uh, I'm not sure f- about his Bruce Wayne. I think that's, that's something that I would still say that like, I haven't warmed up to just yet. I I'll, I'll be interested to see how he will transition in the future. And I think I can almost reserve my judgment for his Bruce Wayne for, uh, in the future until we kind of see what happens because it's like in this movie right. you don't really you don't really see a lot of him and he's like emotionally dead and i just kind of hope that he transitions into something like more levity i know i made that comment before um i have to talk about this one scene though because initially i said my my favorite scene was the car chase scene, which is still a badass fucking scene brilliant scene but now i'm gonna say that my favorite scene is at the end where you know, he obviously after he takes out all the thugs in the dome and then, you know, he um he like beats up that guy and then he just uh, he has to like go down and cut off the the electrical wire uh, because it's about to fall in into the water, like, you know, killing and electrocuting and killing a bunch of people. So he falls into the water and then he helps like there's a bunch of people under the, uh you know, under the under some rubble and like. He he like clears the rubble and then he like puts his hand out and he he first, you know, saves the kid. And then it's like um, uh, the new mayor, Bella real. And I felt like this scene was so powerful And, and I almost missed it the entire time. And I feel like I go into Batman movies like just like super serious and focused. So it's doesn't make sense. It makes sense why I missed it. But it really like Tom said to his point, uh, you know, that transition from the, you know, kind of like the symbol of vengeance to the symbol of hope, uh, you know, that's what Gotham needs somebody to look up to somebody to ascribe to be like. And I felt like this scene really exemplified that. And I mean, it kind of got me in the feels a bit because here's, some, you know, here's somebody that the world doesn't understand and and that are scared of. And then he, he extends out a hand and, um, you know, the world starts to shift their opinion about him. And I think there's just a beautifully shot scene. And especially when he's carrying that woman to the, like, stretcher to be lifted into the helicopter, and she just puts her hand on, on his shoulder. And you you really just see the beauty of that moment, and it really kind of comes, the character arc comes full circle. So mm-hmm. that that's one of my favorite scenes. I think that was just beautifully shot, beautifully done. Um, bravo, 100% yeah. my favorite scene.
0: Another favorite thing I have out of that is don't forget the like like you made mention of the first person he rescued was the kid of the of the mayor who was the first one killed by the riddler yes. earlier in the movie. Um, but after Batman is leaving the crime scene in one of the the first you know the opening scenes of the Batman movie in the first maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes or so, he walks past the kid's room after he finds it because he sees the bloody footprint of the, ti- the tiny footprint and you look at it and. Gordon tells him yeah the kid found him first and Batman walks past the room and stops and is looking at the kids like he, it's hard not to make comparisons to how little Bruce Wayne felt at 8, nine, ten years old however it was when, when he watched his parents get gunned down in Crime Alley and then the symbolism and the, just the callback to the first person he saves is that kid that he saw because it reminded of himself and he has to be the symbol of hope for these kids in similar situations because he could do it. He's the Batman. He could take it. He could take the brunt. And I think also to your point earlier about the Bruce Wayne, and yeah, I'm with you. I think Bale's Bruce Wayne because we've seen more of it is, is, you know, better. And and I would prefer that type of Bruce Wayne. But like I think now that he knows he's Hope, it's going to give him the opportunity to do things as Bruce Wayne, like be the be a voice, be a little bit more. Not I don't want to say politician, but be somebody who volunteers, you know, cuts checks to children's hospitals to orphanages, you know, stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I, I, I really hope so because I don't know if like the emo Bruce Wayne is going to do it for me, you know, moving forward and into the next, I would assume two films. I mean, I could, you know, I, if, if this was just kind of like his standalone kind of emo performance, it would make perfect sense. So I'm really interested to see that transition, uh, you know, obviously moving forward. But yeah, give me more of that, you know, Playboy, uh, you know, lev- with more levity type of Bruce Wayne, maybe even something a little bit different that we've seen, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, in the comics, Bruce Wayne is, he does a lot more for Gotham City. Like he, he I mean, I think at one point he almost runs for mayor, mayor uh, for Gotham City. So I think that would be kind of cool to see um, in trying to get a different kind of angle on, on his character. Mm-hmm.
0: I could so, see like I could see in the second maybe he t- tries to take after his father's footsteps, runs for mayor of Gotham as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then that's when that's when the Court of Owls steps in and, and kidnaps him, you know, pushes him into the caves. And
1: there's no way that Court of Owls is not a part of this story. I, oh, I'm yeah. ju- just because it hasn't been done with the exception of Gotham, but they really didn't do it justice. They didn't really focus a lot on the Court of Owls. And it plays into the story so perfectly and it needs to be done. It, it'll it take it'll be different because it's not just the Joker taking over the city like we've seen before. I mean, I think the Joker should be a part of it. I mean, the Joker can absolutely be a part of it. It'll be hard for Barry Keegan if he continues on to be the Joker. Unless he, you know, like his was like a proto Joker. I don't know. Um it'll be interesting to see whoever steps into that role, what they do with it. Cause again, like I said, like I was saying last time, I wouldn't want those shoes to fill.
0: D- Neither would I absolutely not. Um, so wrap up our Batman talk. And this is something you texted me about. Um, so l- l- let's go, I'm going to call out like an, ask you a question that I'll answer it of like the perfect Batman. Right. So let's start with, um, Let's start with, and we were just talking about Bruce Wayne. So who to you would is the the best Bruce Wayne that we've seen?
1: I would say Christian Bale. I liked his Bruce Wayne the best.
0: That's fair. Um, This is going to shock you, but I mean, unless
1: I mean, unless we're like excluding the animated because that that's going to confuse things. Live, let's just do live action because I'm okay. going to have a okay. hard time with that. So. Okay. Okay. Me too. My answer yeah. straight across the board is going to be Kevin Conroy's Batman. So
0: That's right. Because you're you're still on Kevin Conroy's wrinkly old balls. But so as um, per uh, Facebook argument that you got into earlier this week. So either here nor there. Um, so, all right. So my perfect live action, Bruce Wayne is Ben Affleck. Uh, and it's really the look and The especially in Batman vs Superman, where we see more of his Bruce Wayne. Um, He is, you know, he's this dark and brooding, betrayed Batman who's got a different streak to him right now, versus Bruce Wayne who's still out there, you know, smirking at everybody, commenting on different women, and coming home with the um, that Russian model I think that he had on his arm. that he that he woke up with in in the um, in his bachelor pad off the lake, where we see Martian Manhunter greet him in Snyder's Justice League. So that's 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 I don't know. He just lands the perfect Batman to me, um, and even even going on or the 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 perfect oh well, yeah perfect Batman and perfect Bruce Wayne. So um, you know especially going on in the Snyder cut, you see him tinkering with uh, the the uh, big ass like trooper ship that Cyborg eventually fixes. Um, He's fixing it. He's obviously a, more of a genius. He's into tech. He's fixing things. Versus Bales, Bruce Wayne, who... And you've made comments about this before, where he's like, he's a less busier mind. That's why he was able to fix the BATS um, autopilot system. And then he didn't understand what Lucius said to him after he woke up after three days, like, coma in the fear toxin. So... Different stuff like that. I don't know, but I'm um, sorry. Right, so my my perfect Bruce Wayne and my perfect Batman has been Affleck and I've set it up and down. So who would be your perfect Batman? And I think I know what you're going to say.
1: You know, I think it's 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 hard because, you know, there's not a lot of differences between the Batman, if that makes sense. Like, OK. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like I feel like Christian Bale's was good, and Robert Pattinson's was good. So was Ben Affleck's. I mean, they all really exemplified, like the Dark Knight when you know he's obviously the Dark Knight. Uh, I'm trying not to let like things like the suit or like fighting choreography come into the in the mix because obviously that's the one criticism, major criticism I've had of the Nolan trilogy. Um, man. I, I would say hmm, I'm going to go with Christian Bale because I, ah. I just I feel like I, you know, I, you could make an argument for all of them. You really could. You can. I, I, yeah. I would say, though, the the best bat voice was Ben Affleck's because yeah. and I don't kind of know why they didn't do this with Robert Pattinson's because they thought that's such a great idea. Like, why strain your voice when you could just use a voice modulator and it sounds dark and and you know, creepy and like, that was like the best. That was just so cool. I mean, tell me, do you bleed? Like that would yeah. just sound so epic.
0: It is like, said that. And yeah, the voice modulator does make a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a left turn when I say who my perfect like bat voice was. And I've really been thinking about this and I'm, I do dig what Pattinson did with it. Uh, you know, there, there wasn't, too much of a deviation from like his regular bruce wayne voice but he was if you noticed you know batman didn't talk too much he chose his moments to speak or he was very subtle with how he would respond to the likes of catwoman commissioner gordon and anybody else that he was talking to um i mean he even when he was talking to the penguin for the first time when he meets uh when he meets selena kyle in the iceberg lounge it was you know he was just really more surveying and listening to what Oswald Cobblepot had to say. So I liked, I think I would pick his voice as my favorite, just, you know, with a I'm vengeance like that. It says it's good. And it it wasn't as throat cancery as Bales gets at times. Cause I liked the, the way they were going with Bales, Batman voice and Batman begins. I just wish they would have carried that over, but it is what it is. Um, I, so I liked his voice, uh, a
1: lot though. He, I, would probably be my number two because if you know like maybe it was a bit overdone overcooked in certain parts but some of the lines that he delivered is just so brilliant and one of my favorite lines that he's delivered and I thought he did it so perfectly is is at the end of The Dark Knight rises where like he he uh he and Catwoman crash into the building and then he like goes up to Bane and he holds him like close and he's like tell me where the detonator is and and only then I'll give you my permission to die. And it was just perfectly delivered. I thought yeah. that was so cool. But yeah, there were certain parts where it was, you know, it was like, take it back, take it down a notch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. So, all right. What would be your perfect bat suit?
1: Bat suit? I, you know, I've, I've struggled with this because Zack Snyder's, Justice League's uh, bat suit is is very much like the Arkham Knights, but I'm gonna give it to Robert Pattinsons because Ooh, nice. I just like I just a smidgen more. I mean, the only criticism I have of the Zack Snyder one is like do not like the goggles. I do not like those, um, so that's why I'll give it to Robert Pattinsons. It's it's kind of a fresh take, and I like the removable bat emblem. That's pretty cool, and he kind of has got like a cowl there or like a. I don't know what it's called, like a collar. Um, yeah, so it's a yeah. little bit different look. It's 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 like perfectly grafted to to his face. I think it was really well done.
0: OK, yeah, Um. I'm 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 going to. And you mentioned this one, but no shocked. Um, the, the one that he had at the end of the Snyder cut when they were making their final stand against Steppenwolf. Yes, that, that's like, what I tech, meant. Yeah, that tech suit one. Yeah, the one with the goggles. I'm OK with the goggles. It, it doesn't bother me because we we see him. When the league is standing together on that infamous scene where they're all together and they're they're looking over the wreckage of what they just accomplished, he's I'm pretty sure his his like goggles are off, um, and it, it and it just looks good. It it just it looks good, especially when they show the Trinity, when they show Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman all next to each other. So, um, what's been your favorite? And this one's tough for me, but the best Batmobile. God. Um,
1: I, I feel pretty strongly that I like the Tumblr the best just because it destroys everything in its path. Like when the Dark Knight opens up and they're in that, in there, that, uh, garage, like parking garage in Chicago. Yeah. And then like, you see the fake Batman just like fighting the villains and then you're kind of wondering where's the real Batman. And then he just fucking crashes in. It just the way that, that it was used it was so fucking cool. Like I'll never mm-hmm. forget that. That's like one of my best parts of those movies was you know the car chases where you'd just be pancaking cop cars and jumping off rooftops is fucking
0: badass. It is. It's it's so good. Um I, I, I like that Batmobile a lot. Um and I'm not gonna let my hate of the way the bat was designed in Dark Knight Rises. I, I just did not like it. I did not like how the back looked like just this like exhaust fan I the 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 plane yeah they're the yeah whatever you want to call it It, oh yeah lucius yeah lucius fox calls it the bat right Um, i just it's just you know keaton's fucking michael keaton's bat 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 batwing was better than that yeah
1: yeah you know i i kind of value a little bit more traditional um that i mean you know wasn't bad I think, you know, I, I would probably choose Michael Keaton's just because that's, I think, really the only other one that we've seen I mean, we saw that big plane in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I don't know if that really counts because no. or no, yes. obviously Ben Affleck has his his own uh, plane, too. But I think I don't know. I feel like the traditional Michael Keaton's kind of gets gets the pick for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's um, so iconic, just like the like his vehicle, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So, so you would say perfect Batmobile w- was the the tumbler from the Dark Knight. Um, I think <sighs> I'm torn between Affleck's and Batman vs Superman, and the the one that Superman rips the roof off of, and he gets and he goes back to the Batcave all pissed off, and he rips the cowl off, and he's just standing there looking at footage. Like I love that one. But I think in the interest of not voting everything for Snyder's versions, because this one, I will pick a nostalgia pick, but I'm going to throw Michael Keaton's Batmobile in there. And that's just very noir. It's very like, like mobster Gotham feel to it. And it just, you know, it made sense for the movie. And like one of my favorite um, scenes from Batman Returns is that when they're when he's flying and he's uh, the the penguin is taking remote control of the batmobile like making batman look like a dick you know having to figure out how how to try to get through that i don't know it's just it's just a fun scene and i like that batmobile so that's that's how i would vote for that
1: that it doesn't it it ages well even it does being in the flash movie it just you know that that'll never be like a bad idea to put that in there. Oh
0: man, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see that in the Flash movie. I hope they've upgraded it a bit. Like, like I hope he's, he's obviously been Batman in this universe for a hot minute. So I hope they upgrade it. So, um, that's about the wrap up of the Batman today, and we've got a little bit more DC news. We're really, really, the biggest part of DC news this week, and it just kind of broke yesterday. But um, DC and the Batman and Matt Reeves announced that um, we're going to get in October a comic called Riddler Year One. Now, not only is that exciting because it's going to be based off of the Paul Dano version that we saw from the Batman, but it's also written by Paul Dano. So this is like kind of the first of its kind. Um, I don't recall, and I'm sorry if this exists out there that I just don't know. I'm ignorant. Somebody please tell me otherwise. But I can't recall like actors who play these roles doing this, turning around and writing things for the comic companies that they're doing movies for. Um, Marvel would never pull the trigger on this because what they'd end up with if they asked Brie Larson to write themselves a comic would be Captain Marvel versus the patriarchy who forces her to use a period cup. So if that's the ah. kind of shit that, that they would get and be published. So I think the Paul Dano Riddler uh, portion uh, or comic that we're going to get is going to be really, really good, especially if he wrote it while they were filming the Batman because he made mention that it was really hard to come down from that role.
1: You know, I the thing that I love about superhero movies nowadays is that you can create a whole universe now. Whereas back in the Nolan days, or even before that, the movies just just stand alone on on their own, and so then you'd have to wait four years for the next movie. But now, like mm-hmm. you know, we had the Batman this year, and you know we're gonna get some spin off TV shows, and then comic books, prequel books. I mean, I like how they're really cultivating this this. Uh, this world, and they're really putting a lot in it. It's not just we're waiting for two to three years for the next film. I mean, I love that part of it. Yep. And the fact that he's writing it as himself, that would be really cool.
0: Did you ever read the prequel comics about Lex Luthor that came out before Batman vs Superman? I did not. Those are some really good shit. It it lays a little bit more groundwork for 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 Lex, and it kind of like just hands us off to what we see of him in Batman versus Superman, like the modern, you know, techie CEO of like a Google type narcissistic version of him. And, you know, in, in the prequel comic, Lex wants to rebuild Metropolis after the destruction that Zod and Superman left. Um, but you could tell that he's got his own motives to it and that it's because he hates Superman and not because he just wants to build Gotham up. And Lois Lane is pursuing the, the story because she believes there's more behind it. So it's a it's a really good like short little comic series. I, I would recommend it if you if you got some time. So oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah. So the Riddler doing a or you know or rather I should say Paul Dano doing a Riddler comic. I'm here for it and I'm I'm gonna be there October to pick it up. Um, you know the next comic series that I'm looking to read is is the Halcyon one and I know number two dropped yesterday I think and Brad's grabbing that for me. Thank you, sir. I can't wait to read into that. My Halcyon trip is coming up right before you visit, Kyle. I'll be there from May 2nd to May 4th. And Evan just got off of it this morning. Didn't he really? Yeah, yeah. He just got off the Halcyon this morning um, with his girlfriend, Taylor. And he texted us. And this is all he texted us. He said, 8 out of 10. Definitely worth the money, in my opinion. Do everything you can. There's so much to do, though. You can't see and do everything. So... Evan's obviously going to give his non-spoiler review on the next episode oh. of Jedi Talk that comes out in a few, probably about a week, week and a half or so. But yeah. Well, we're, we're getting but, more and more people going up the space and coming back down.
1: Let me say that like I'm 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 happy to hear that he he said eight out of ten. Um, just because I feel like, you know, you have your You have your fanboys and then you have your real true fans. And, you know, and I feel like it's it takes a true fan to, like, be able to criticize something that you love and uh, not walk away just like saying, oh, it's a 10 out of 10 because it's like the most best thing ever. Like, it's okay to have an opinion. Like, it's okay to say, like, I really love this, but this is what I wanted more from. Uh, So, you know, I feel like that's and I'll just comment and say, like, you can't do everything (laughs) I mean, that's Disney fashion because you go to the Magic Kingdom, you try to do everything and you can't. It makes you want to come back. It's but true. you can go back to the Magic Kingdom. You can. The Halcyon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, you know, you only have so many organs in the human body. So I mean, you, you can, like, sell a few of them to pay for that. But I really do hope they come down in cost because that that just seems like it's just too much. Like, holy shit. Like, even if they made it, like, two grand. Or, or made, like, a cheaper option, like, put it under a grand. Like, that's just... I mean, I feel bad for the people that, like, you know, they really... I mean, it's not like you can, like, go by yourself if you're a kid, right? You have to go with your, like, parent. I mean, I don't know. I just think that's a lot. That's a big ask. So, I'll be interested to hear his thoughts. And obviously yours and Brad's when you guys go.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're probably going to record an episode on the Halcyon. Uh, bring the the podcast recorder with us and, like, maybe our first night because, um, you know, we can only spoon together for so long. And maybe on our first night, we actually stay up, record an episode of like day one and like post it there. I don't know. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. So
1: I think you guys should just enjoy the shit out of it. And then, you know, do everything after, because it sounds like, you know, obviously you guys are paying a lot and you want to really milk every part of that. Uh, I've seen a few videos of like people, like vi- a videoing of inside the cabins and everything. And, you know, I'm not going to like spoil anything, but, you know, there's, it's, it's out there. So um, are you guys going to do like a, a, a spoiler free review when you guys get out? Or are you just going to like tell about your experiences? Cause I, as a fan of the show, I would say, you know, do, you know, talk about what you guys experienced. Like, I want to hear about it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we're g- as soon as Brad and I do it, we're going to go full spoiler of the whole thing with with the three of us. Evan, you know, has has been you know kind enough to agree to. Yeah. Once we experience it, then we can go full spoilery about it. So. So, yeah. Yeah. God, we're Evan, going
1: to Evan's yeah. going to have to fucking hold that shit in for two months.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. That's what he gets um, for a uh, month and a half, a week, I, I guess. Yeah. Forty five days or so. I don't know. Something like that. But there's so much more going on before that. Um, like I'm going to New York and um, I've got some family visiting at the middle of this week. So I'm looking forward to that. My mother-in-law and uh, brother-in-law are coming in. We're going to go. Uh, I'm going to take them to the boardwalk to have dinner at Chitore Al Forno Friday night. Uh, we're going to drive to Cocoa Beach. I think we're going to go to Gatorland if 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 we can. Where, yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Where is Cocoa Beach in, from you? It's about an hour east. About an hour east, and is it is yeah. it pretty cool? I mean, is it just? Uh, a, I mean, just a beach, or is there other shit there?
0: No, uh, from the looks of it, it's like very much a beach town. You remember how the you remember how the piers were set up in San Francisco? It's, yeah. It's it's like that without the human feces.
1: Oh, wonderful! I mean, it's yeah. I, that's great. Hmm. Oh, I so, might have to go visit Cocoa Beach then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me know when you're here if if we can make it work and just take a trip there. It's not I, that far, so.
1: I think our free day is Friday, so, um, yeah, we might we might like do something like that. I mean, I, I assume we're probably going to do a fourth Mother Talk.
0: So. Absolutely, we are. Yeah, um, see if we can get some special guests on that show, too. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, when when are you when are you doing Universal again? You get there Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday is
1: Universal Day. Okay. Okay. That's like um, the we did like what we did. Where we got the fast passes and the park to park. So we're gonna do everything.
0: Very good. Okay. Um, are you gonna do VelociCoaster?
1: Fuck yeah, I'm gonna do Velocity Coaster.
0: Uh, good, 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 good.
1: We're gonna I, I don't know if we're gonna run to that first or run to the Hagrid's, no Hagrid's. motorbike. Go to
0: Hagrid's. Yeah. Go to Hagrid's, Hagrid's first. Yep, go to Hagrid's 100% first. Like you gotta go to Hagrid's, especially yeah, go to Hagrid's get there when they do early entry, go to Hagrid's. Because the of Coaster, even if the posted time is 60 minutes, Courtney and I—the last time we rode it, we waited in 60 minutes. It it flew by. It, it it didn't feel like that. That 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 coaster is so good at loading and unloading people. It's just, it's it's a fucking modern day masterpiece oh when it comes to roller coasters. Yeah. I love it. I can't it.
1: wait to ride that a second time. That's going to be something else.
0: Yeah, we were just at Universal on. Um, Thursday to do Mardi Gras and before Mardi Gras like the before the parade we were toying with the idea of going over to Islands of Adventure just to hit the lost coaster but we got there at about 5:30 and Islands was closing at 6 that day for whatever reason so I was like ah fuck so the only thing we did was ET and that's still a classic
1: that it is uh speaking of universal which owns Harry Potter we oh, finally yeah. we finally in some video game news we finally got some gameplay of hogwarts legacy now as a harry potter fan uh we had some video games in the past and some of them were pretty good but we haven't had any in a long time a really long time and looking at the 14 minutes of gameplay is this is like every harry potter fan's wet dream in video game world i mean it is an open world where you get to explore hogwarts you get to create your own character decide which house you're in cultivate your skills and even go outside of hogwarts and explore the world it's like it's like the witcher meets like harry potter it looks so cool i'm so excited for it they they it really looks like they nailed a lot of uh you know the the you know obviously the core scenes from the film and the core locations from the film like hogsmeade and obviously the castle and some of the other locations so I'm super excited to see what else this spring. And the fact that it's coming out this year truly blows me away. And so did you guys, did, did you and Courtney watch it? And what were your, oh, some yeah. of your thoughts about it?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. As soon as we got home from, from universal, we, it was like the first thing we did after we kind of washed up, took Winston out and then I f- put it immediately on our TV and we just were like that 14 minutes flew by. Right. It's it's the quintessential Harry Potter game. It's going to be a, the quintessential Hogwarts game. It's like it's it's everything you could possibly want. Like you said, um, I I I'm hoping there's an option to get randomly sorted into a house versus picking your own, because I bet there it, is. Yeah, it would be fun to just you know see what they toss you in, right? You know, obviously if if they let us pick, and I feel like going that way, I'll pick my actual house, Ravenclaw. But it would just be cool if like you can answer a couple of questions and then based on those questions, that's what the household sort you into. So I'm excited to see everything. I'm excited to see like familiar faces because um, this is this is set in like a couple hundred years before Harry Potter's timeline. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's in the 1800s. And I feel like it's even before uh, Dumbledore was born, because I think he, I was reading that he was born in 1861 or something like that. OK, so this is before his time even. Um, okay. Which is which is, um, you know, which is which is OK. I feel like, you know, it would have been cooler to see like, you know, maybe before Harry Potter, where you see some of these like faces that we know, like, you know, a, a Dumbledore and like maybe a younger McGonagall Young or Snape. obviously yeah. a Snape. Um, you don't have to go into the whole Voldemort storyline.
0: Oh, I would obviously- want to see Tom Riddle. <laughs>
1: Or, or maybe, you know, you could even center it, it would have been really cool is if they centered it around like the first order of the Phoenix time. That would have been really cool because then you would have seen like obviously James and Lily Potter and, and some of like the the um, parents of, you know, the other characters of the film and and Snape and, and whatnot. So I. Um, yeah, they're going to went a hundred different ways. And maybe this is kind of also nice, too, because it's like crafting a completely new story. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm pretty much I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to work that week when that comes out. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Th- um, this will be the only game that Courtney plays first out of the two of us. I'm just going to I'm going to download it on PS5 and I'm going to sit back and just let her run. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll 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 enjoy every single fucking minute of it, too, because I'm very interested in this game
1: she so she was really impressed with with everything
0: yes yeah loved loved every bit of it very very impressed very excited can't wait for it to drop they said holiday 2022 so that can mean halloween to december 31st so we'll see
1: somehow i feel like that means december but uh earlier reports said there's some like book that's supposed to come out in september like show showcasing the artwork from the game so and and people are saying well they're probably going to you know, release that before the game, but I don't know of any other holiday unless it's Fourth of July. But I mean, uh, this no. is a big game, so yeah. and we all know big games get pushed back. So we can anticipate that it'll probably be December
0: or canceled if they're uh, Star Wars Eclipse. At least that's what the heavy rumor is, as that got pushed back uh, forever.
1: I heard different about that. I was going to bring that up. Is that oh, really the developers? indicated that that whole rumor about it being 27 2027 2028 is just a lie and they're like we haven't released a release date or talked about that for that matter they didn't say when it was going to be released but they they didn't confirm that that was going to be the case so Mm -hmm. um in that in that trailer like that i can't imagine they would cancel that because that trailer was at fucking epic so it, it, why yes. wouldn't why would they cancel that? I mean, especially in this day and age where Star Wars is is blown the fuck up more than ever. And we don't really have any real strong. Um, I mean, we have Star Wars games in the history, but we don't have like many strong like, you know, new age Star Wars games outside of like Fallen Order. I know like there's Rogue Squadrons, too. But I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like Triple A type games like Fallen Order. So mm-hmm. give us that. Uh, you know, oh yeah. And more star Wars. Christopher Lloyd is coming to Mandalorian three season yeah. three, which is unbelievable.
0: We, so, uh, Jedi talk. We, we, our official prediction last night and you actually broke the news for us. So we've segued right into that story was that, um, he's going to play the voice of a droid. I, we a hundred percent think he's going to be a droid.
1: Uh, you know what? I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, it, people were you, uh, making a pun on the, on the Mandalorian cause they're, you know, DeLorean Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> nice. So I like it. Um, I got to run for something. So any last thoughts, sir, as we wrap it up, we've been a, a good hour and 20 minutes here. It's a pretty solid show today. Um, thank you. Every, everybody for listening. Follow us online at fourth Motherbox, or please find us on Facebook. We have a lot more interaction there. Um, I've been Tom Oakry. You guys have been great. Welcome into apocalypse and see you next time. And I hand it over like always to Kyle with any final thoughts, final words. The floor is your dime, your dance floor.
1: Um, Okay. Well, my final thoughts are, I don't know what Brad said on Jedi talk, but I'm going to go ahead and say a big fuck you buddy.